ain't in first Peter. I'm in second Peter this morning, so. Second Peter chapter one. Second Peter chapter one. Let us stand for the reading of God's word. And let's begin in verse number five. And besides this, giving all diligence to add to your faith virtue and to virtue knowledge, and to knowledge temperance, and to temperance patience, and to patient godliness, and godliness brotherly kindness, and brotherly kindness charity. And here's the blessing. If you do these things, if you add these things to your faith, if these things be in you and abound that you make you that you shall neither be barren nor unfruitful in the knowledge of our Lord Jesus Christ. But if he that lacketh these things, these that does not do these things, these that do not grow in the faith, these that do not uh, add to their faith, these things blind and cannot see afar off and have forgotten that he was purged from his old sins. Let us pray. Father, we thank you. Lord, we just ask you to touch hearts this morning. Lord, lift us up and encourage us, Lord. Help us to be what we need to be. Father, and I ask the Lord himself and fill me with thy spirit. In Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Into your faith. Uh, is your faith well grounded? Uh, and I'm glad that our faith is not on, based on imagination. I'm glad our faith is not based on some story that we read. But I'm glad our faith is based and well grounded in the uh, Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit. It's based on the blood of Jesus Christ and on His righteousness. And, and, and let me just say, it's, our faith is grounded today. It's grounded in the finished work of Calvary. It's the blood that we base that on. I, I may get low on clout. I may get low on finances. But my faith is in good shape this morning. How is your faith? Are you, is your faith well grounded this morning? Are you deep in your faith this morning? Colossians 1.23, if you, if you can... Continue in faith. He says, if you continue in faith and you're grounded and settled and not be moved away, so we see people that moved away a lot from the hope of the gospel, which you have heard and which you have been preached in every creature which is under heaven, where I am Paul and made a minister. The moment that you got saved is not the end of your Christian walk. No, it's the very beginning of your Christian walk. If you continue in this faith that Paul is talking about, that we need to continue. If he sort be steadfast, we're not being removed. And I find a lot of people, they claim to be something that they're not, and they're easily removed. I'm glad that we're not blown from every wind and doctrine that comes our way. We're rooted and grounded in the Word of God and trusting God, believing God, and it's the finished work of Calvary, the shed blood, that that's my faith is grounded and in that. So if you continue in this, your faith will grow. And certainly we want our faith to grow. Certainly we want our faith to get deeper than what it is now. Amen. And Jude. But ye beloved, build up yourselves on your most holy faith, he tells us in Jude. Praying in the Holy Ghost. Christians that are not building up and praying in the Holy Spirit are becoming faint. They get weaker. They fade away. 
I'm telling you, there's no substitute for a child of God to not to spend time in prayer with the Father. There's no substitute in that. If you're going to build up, you're going to add to your faith, there, there are some things that you must do. You've got to add to your faith. You've got to grow your faith. There might be some things you experience in your Christian life. And through the power of God, and through the prayer. Can I say this? There are some miracles that only happen through prayer. You may be going through things. You may be facing things uh, in your life. But your faith uh, that is rooted in Jesus Christ. When you start praying. That's when God starts to. He said pray in the Holy Ghost. Uh, let me just say this. You need to get a hold of God. And God needs to get a hold of you. Your faith needs to get grounded. And rooted in Him. Here in Second Peter. We are told that I we're told to add to our faith. Don't just stop. When you get saved, your faith is there. He said, don't stop there. You need to add to your faith. There are some things you need to do. And it's amazing to me that God used Peter to, to pin these things to let us know that our faith needs to be added to. Uh, you remember when Peter, uh, every time he opened his mouth, he stuck his foot in it. He said, Jesus said, Simon, Simon, behold, Satan has desire to sift you as wheat. And that sift means basically saying uh, like on the threshing floor, uh, they take a bundle of wheat and they would beat the wheat to separate the wheat from the chaffs uh, and it would just beat them and grind them and stomp on them. And it got, Jesus was telling Peter, uh, the devil, Satan, desires to beat you down, stomp all over you, walk on you, destroy you. Uh, and he said, hey, uh, this is what the devil desires of you. Uh, and let me just say this, the devil desires the same thing for you and I. He's not your friend this morning. He desires to destroy you. He desires to walk all over you this morning. But I love what Jesus told Peter. But I have prayed for you. If you're here this morning and the devil seems to be beating you down, it seems like the world is caving on top of you. You got up this morning and tripped over the devil when you got out of bed. Let's remember this. Jesus said, I have prayed for you. Isn't it good to know that you got a heavenly father that's up beside the, the father and he's praying for you. He looks down. He sees you. He sees what you're going through. He knows what you're going through. And he's praying for you. Amen. I have prayed for you. I like that. He said, Peter, you're going to have to go through the things. You're going to have to be sifted. And when you get sifted, it's going to make you stronger. He said, you're going to get sifted. I'm going to make you a servant. You're going to have misery in life, but I'm going to give you a ministry. He said, Peter, when you go through these things and you're converted, then I want you to strengthen your brethren. Isn't it amazing how God allows things to come into our life and we don't know why, how we go through this and understand why God, but God is using this to build you. God is using this to test you.
God is using it to grow you. And let me just say this, as so many times that so many people go through these trials in their life, they run away from God. Let me just say, that is the best time in your life when some trial comes your way, when heartaches come your way. It's the best time to run towards God. Amen. It said, uh, if you don't do these things, if you don't grow in faith, you don't add to faith, you don't build your faith, then we might forget that God has purged us from our old sins. Now how in the world can a man forget that he's been purged from his old sins? How can a man forget that God had reached down farther than you could ever reach up, pulled you out of that pit and cleaned you off and made you a child of God? How can you ever forget that? Because you don't add to your faith. You don't build up your faith. You don't grow in your faith. Faith is a wonderful thing, amen. Faith is all you've got today, amen. I look at this world and see the things that's going on in this world. I don't have faith in my country. I don't have faith in my government. And believe this or not, I don't have faith in a lot of preachers that I know today because they're not preaching the Word of God. But my faith is not based on my country. My faith is not based on what I see. My faith is not based on people around me. But my faith is based on what Jesus Christ did at Calvary. He shed his blood. He buried. And on the third day he rose. That's my faith. And that's what I want to add to. That's what I want to build on. And that's what I want to grow in is that faith. Nothing this world can give me. Nothing this world can have me, give to me, but my faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. So where is your faith? How grounded are you in your faith this morning? Are you unshakable, unmovable? Or do we get weary? We don't find peace. We don't do these things. We don't do that. When, when things come our way, we run away from God. We don't get in and, uh, on our knees and pray to God. In this text here, there are three things I want to show you this morning. If you build on your faith. If you grow in your faith. If you continue your faith. There's three things in this text that I want to show you that will happen. If we grow our faith, we will not be barren. He said if you don't grow, keep on growing, will we be barren? We will not be fruitful, what he said. I believe the desire of the Lord Jesus Christ for every one of us to be fruitful. In fact, John 15 tells us that we are to bear much fruit and more fruit. And our fruit should remain. Now what is fruit? What is this fruit he talked about? Fruit is the evidence that a tree is healthy. If you ever, you've got fruit trees and you've been around fruit trees. Uh, I, I love fruit. I got peach trees. I got apple trees. I'm down there looking at them and I'm wanting to see if they're healthy. I want to make sure they're good. The only way that I can show that the trees are healthy is that what they produce is the fruit they produce. 
and that, produce, that fruit is produced by the sap that runs up through these trees and it produces a fruit. Uh, isn't it good that, hey, the Holy Spirit uh, sap of God inside of us is growing and it comes up and it produces fruit out of us. Amen. So he's talking about producing fruit. You and I need to produce fruit. Have you ever heard this statement? It's not on the outside that matters is what's on the inside. We've heard that statement, haven't we? Well, that's true and that's wrong. That's true and that's wrong. Certainly God looks on the inside. He sees your heart. But let me just say this. On the outside, there should be evidence of something on inside coming out of you. Amen. Uh, if the Spirit of God is not inside of you, you're not growing in the faith, uh, you're not walking with God, then it certainly will show on the outside that you're not who you say you are. I have never been to a peach tree or an apple tree and got real close and go, trying to produce fruit. It's natural. It comes natural. And that's the way it should be with us. Our fruit should be natural. We shouldn't have to struggle to prove to somebody who we are. Amen. People should look at you and say, hey, I know there's something different about you. You don't look. I was sitting there yesterday at Walmart, my favorite place in the world to be. And I was sitting there and I was playing on my game on my phone. And this lady walks up and says, can I sit down beside you? I said, by all means, sit down. She sat down. When I, she was eating. She was an employee of Walmart. She was eating out of her bag. And I said, well, you eating lunch? She says, no, I'm trying to get a 15-minute break in before lunch. Snacking. <laughs> so we was talking. And I said, well, you know, she's talking about how much she has to work and all these things. And I said, well, you know, there ain't no jobs out here. So what you got, you got. And uh, she said, yeah, I understand. That's just a struggle. No, me. I said, what church you go to? She says, and this is the truth. She said, I don't have a church I go to because every time I try to go to church, I have to work. And I, I didn't have a card. I had to wait Teresa to come and get my card, pull my card out, give her a card. I said, here, come and see us. I was telling her about homecoming, what's going to go on homecoming and everything. And she looked at me and said, I am so glad that I sat down beside you. And then she started telling me what was going on in her life. She says, I've got problems. I've got this going on. <coughs> and it seems like every time I go from one situation to another situation. And I told her, you know what? If we walk in the Spirit, we'd be led by the Spirit, and God will remove those things from us. So she got a car, and I said, I hope to see you at church. I pray to see you at church, because God has a plan for you. You know what? God has a plan for you and I. If, every one of us, God has got a plan for. And God said, you know what? You're going to have to be sifted. You're going to have to be tried. You're going to have to be tested in order for God to be a plan in you. You may be going through a trial, and you know what? You say, well, I don't know why I'm going through this. I don't understand why I'm facing these things. But you know what? God has a plan for you. And God may be building you up so that you help the brother. That's what Peter had to go through. He had to be sifted. He had to be tried. And when he was converted, Jesus said, you'll help the brother and you'll be a strength to the brother. You and I, when we go through things, we're to help brothers, our brothers and sisters, because what we've gone through, they'll see that you made it through. Now, let me just say this. If you're going through something and all you got going on in your life, oh, woe is me. 
Oh, whoa, and we got a bunch of Christians like that. Amen. You're not going to win somebody to Christ because all they see, boy, if you're a Christian and you go through all that problems and all I hear out of you is, woe is me, woe is me. No. We produce the fruit that says glory to God, praise God. Even in the midst of my trials, I'm going to praise God. He said, your, your fruit's got to be growing. There's got to be evidence of fruit in your life. A, a, a trick. Now, let me just say this. I have never went to an apple tree and picked off a peach. And I've told, said this before. When you go to bear fruit, you better bear the fruit that God has placed in your life. In order, what I'm saying is, if God has called you to do something, you don't like it, you want to do something else, you're not going to bear fruit in it. You're not going to do it. If God has called you to sweep the floors, then I suggest you sweep the floors and you'll bear fruit. If God has called you to sing, you ought to sing, amen? And let me just say this, God has given everybody a talent, I think. I think uh, Anna for But you got to bear fruit that God has placed in your life. Not everybody can be a singer. Not everybody can be a musician. Not everybody can be a teacher. Not everybody can be a, a preacher. But every, whatever God has put in your life, you ought to bear that fruit that he's placed you in. Amen. Don't go, ooh, I'm an apple tree and I'm going to produce peaches. It ain't working that way. Because you know when you think you are something else, you might start producing onions. <laughs> and you know where onion grow, don't you? Amen. He, and he's saying, hey, you, there's evidence that the tree is healthy. There's evidence your life is healthy. There's evidence that your faith is growing because you're producing fruit in your life. Amen. What are y'all producing this morning? What are you producing? We've got to produce the fruit that God has laid in our heart. We've got to produce the things that God wants in our life because that's the only way we're going to show this world what God is doing. That the fruit may abound in our life. We're living in a lost and dying world today. And somebody, some of us can take one look at a lot of people and say, they belong to Jesus. They know Jesus. They walk with Jesus. Just because of the actions of your life, because you're producing that fruit, they see God in you. And that's what the world wants to see is something new. They got the same story. Every time we go through this election, they get the same old story. But let me just tell you what, this story has never changed. This story is the same. His story still produces life. Amen. Jesus said, let this light shine in you. Before men that may see the good works and glorify your Father, which is in heaven. May our light shine in this world today, pointing people to Christ, not to us, but to Christ. And the only way you can do that is if you start growing in your faith. You grow your faith, these things will start producing out of you. And that's what God is telling us today. If we grow our faith, we will not be barren. We'll be fruitful. If we, if we grow our faith, we'll not be blind, he said. Jesus said that somebody that never grows their faith are blind 
and cannot see afar off. And that means there's no discernment in their lives. Because they have not grown in their faith. Uh, have you ever wondered what in the world is wrong with people today? Have you ever sat down saying, what in the world is wrong with this world today? I think about it all the time. We expect a drunk to act like a drunk. Amen. I expect a heathen to act like a heathen. Amen. I expect a sinner to act like a sinner. What's wrong with Christian people today? What's wrong with them? They say they're Christians, but somehow they missed the mark somewhere. Have you ever looked at your child and goes, what were you thinking? Amen. What were you thinking? And we all got children. I mean, some of us don't, but most of us got You look at them. Why did you do that? Why did you act that way? It happens. Now, let me just be honest with you. How many of you looked in the mirror and said, you big dummy? You big dummy. If I hadn't said it, if I hadn't thinking, and hadn't walked that way, I wouldn't be in the trouble I am, uh, you big dummy. See, there's no discernment in Christian world today. There's no discernment. And the only reason why there's no discernment in our lives today is because we're not growing in our faith. Our faith is not growing, and it gives us that discernment. If you grow in the faith, it gives you that discernment that you look and need in your life. It's not hard to look at something and say, hey, that ain't what I'm supposed to do. It's not hard to say I'm not supposed to say that. It's not hard to say I'm not supposed to think that. But when your faith is weak, and you're not growing, it becomes very easy to step out of the realm of God and fall away. And we see it. I see it in Christian people today. I, every day I turn, I turn around, I see Christian people. You know, I meet everybody, everybody I meet at Walmart are Christians. I'm just going to be honest. Everybody I meet at Walmart are Christians. That's exactly what they tell me. I ask to go to church and they make up a name. Some of these names of churches I ain't never heard. But everybody knows Jesus. Everybody knows God. Everybody's on the way to heaven. Well, if everybody in Walmart's going to heaven, that means the world's going to heaven. Because that's where the world's at, in Walmart. But if you look at the way they act, something's wrong. There's something wrong with Christian people who sit in church and hear preaching every Sunday after Sunday after Sunday and get up and walk out and act like a heathen, act like a sinner. There's something wrong with that. And what it is, our faith has not grown. Our faith has not matured in our life. And that's what we need, our faith to get matured. Mature your faith, let it grow, and it gives you that discernment that we need in our lives to walk this Christian walk so that we don't do the things, so that we don't have to stand in the front of the mirror and say, what was you thinking? Amen. Jesus said, if you grow in your faith, you won't be blind. 
you'll have discernment in your life. If you keep adding to your faith, and I love this when he said, you won't be a backslidden. Do you know what it, it needs to be drawn to the Baptist people today? You can backslide. It ought to be taught to the world today that you can backslide. But you ain't got to. You don't have to. God does not want anyone in a backslidden condition. But when you and the Lord are not walking in faith together, there's no unity, there's no joy, there's not a song in your soul, and you're living afar off. What you're doing, you start warming yourself by the devil's fire. Can I remind you to never get over what God has done for you. Never get over what God has brought you. See, I find it that we've gotten over the joy of being saved. I find it that Christian people have just gotten so used to to being saved. I find Christian people have gotten so used to hearing that I'm on my way to heaven. But there's no joy of going to heaven. There's no joy in it anymore. We've lost our joy because it just comes old routine over and over. We're just going through a rut in our lives and we're going through the same thing over and over and over. We've lost the joy of what God has given us. We don't have to backslide. We don't have to get away from God. We don't have to move from God. Let me just say, the joy is the same as the day I got first got saved that I am right now. In fact, our joy should grow more and more each day. Do you remember the first day that you got saved when the world was lifted off of you? and your sins was forgiven you what joy there was in your heart what song in your soul can you remember that day it should be just as hot today as it was that day cause it has not changed it has not changed God didn't put add taxes to heaven he didn't do an addendment. He said, hey, you're born again. You called on me. You repented. You're on your way to heaven. I put my spirit inside of you. What joy is there in your life? We find joy in Walmart, don't we? <sighs> Buy one, get one free. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we churches act the same way? Come and get saved and another one get saved for free. Amen. Come one, come all. 50% off. Amen. Salvation is free. The joy of God is free. That we just lost that. We lost the joy. We lost the, the desires of our life. You know, I mean, you, when you first got saved, you wanted everybody in the world to get saved with you, didn't you? You run around, shout, and praise God, and all that stuff. What changed? Certainly wasn't God. Certainly was God. Because you know what? If you got saved 30, 40 years ago, and when somebody gets saved today, it's the same salvation. The same has happened in heaven when you got saved, when I got saved, when you got saved. The same thing has happened in heaven. 
They're shouting in heaven over one lost sinner repenting. It doesn't change in heaven. Why does it change here? We've lost it. We've lost it. And, and when we start losing that joy, when we lose that song that God put in our heart, when we lose that in our soul, then we start drifting away from God. We start moving away from God. If we come to church and say, well, I, I've been saved for 30 years. Well, it should, should be just as exciting as the day you got saved. But it's not in our lives anymore. We've just gotten over the wonder of all. The wonder of what God has done in our lives. Forgetting that he had purged our old sins. I said this yesterday. Most Christians today are come to church and they're like y'all, quiet. No shout, no run, no anything. They like y'all. And you ask them, says, why? They said, if God ever does anything or a miracle for my life, then I'll get excited about it. I'll, I'll jump up and shout if God has done something wonderful in my life. Well, let me ask you this. Have you met Jesus on your own your way to heaven? Your sins has been purged? What are you waiting for? Have you met Jesus? Your sins have been forgiven. You're on your way to heaven. What are you waiting for? God has already done a miracle in your life. God has already done something wonderful in your life. When we're waiting for God to do that great big thing. Lord, I want to win the lottery. And when you do that, I'll just give you the praise. Some of us have been sitting for 20 years waiting for that praise to happen because we ain't won the lottery. Amen. You, you think I'm kidding. I've heard people at the altar pray, Lord, I need to win that lottery. I'm over there, Lord, don't let them win that lottery. <laughs> I'll take it, but don't let them have it. <laughs> Amen. We're waiting for God to do something extraordinary in our life to give God the praise. And he's already done that for you and I. He saved us. He purged you of your sins. He's gone to prepare a place for you. You ought to get excited about that now. And let me just say, it should be the same the day you got saved right now that God has saved you from your sins. And you ought to be excited about that. Amen. Giving God the praise. Giving God the glory for what God has done. I see by the clock it's 5 to 11, so i got another hour to go. <laughs> hey, man, I don't know if I have it in me, but we'll try. Hey, man, we've gotten over the wonder of being saved. We've gotten over the wonder of God dealing with us. We've gotten over all those things in our life. And when we forget that, and when we lose that joy, we lose that song, and we see the results is that we've become into a backslidden condition. We've, we've walked away from God. We're not walking with God anymore. We're not in unity with God. And I love this. A lot of people say, the reason why I'm not in unity with God is because of that church. 
Amen. You know, and the reason why I don't go to church is because of those people in church. Well, if that's the way you feel, stay home. I want people to come and serve God. I, I want people to come and have joy in their heart. Amen. I, I don't go to that church because the church can't, the preacher can't prime me. You want me to prime you, you went wrong one. I'm not in the priming business. Amen. I'm in the preaching business. Amen. God's in the priming business. You get a hold of him. You get hooked up to that pile, I guarantee you get jumping up and around here somebody. It's like running over and grabbing a live wire. You're going to jump and shout. Amen. You'll jump and shout. If you get a hold of him, you're going to jump and shout. Amen. We've lost the joy of our salvation. We've lost that song in our heart. But he says in this, if you don't do these things, if you don't add to your faith, you don't grow to your faith, you don't build in your faith, these things will happen in your life. You'll never be barren. You'll never uh, be unfruitful. You'll never have a, be blind. You'll have discernment in your life. And you'll never be in a backsliding dish. But if you do not these things, these things can happen to you. And I, I'm sad to say that a lot of Christian people have gotten in this condition. Some may be going into that condition today. Let me ask you this. If you're excited about where you're heading, please tell your face. Some of you don't look excited about it. Amen. Let, let your face know that you're going to heaven so it can show to the lost and dying world. Some of you may be right now, you may be in that condition that you are almost in that backsliding condition because you, you're out of fellowship with God, you're not walking with God, you're not in unity with God. But let me just say, God says right now you can get back into it. Some of us are not in bearing the fruit that we need to bear because we're not growing our faith. Some of us have got no discernment whatsoever for things of this world and things of God. Because our faith is not growing. You know what? Let me do if you think growing your faith is only on Sunday and Wednesday, then you're wrong. You have to get up every morning and ask God to add to your faith. You have to get up every morning and ask God to grow your faith. You have to get up every morning and ask God to build your faith. Because when you stop asking God to do these things, you start slipping back. So many of us slip back. Wouldn't it be wonderful that everybody's faith starts growing and growing? Yesterday we talked about uh, the problems in the world is because of people. People. The flood came because of people. Christ had to come and die because of people. Wouldn't it be wonderful if we had enough faith Wouldn't it be wonderful if we had enough faith that we can walk with God and not worry about the things of this world? Grow your faith. Build your faith. Add to you. Continue. Continue in your faith. And that's what God is trying to tell us. If you do these things, 
you won't face these things. You'll never be barren. You'll always be fruitful. And that's what God wants each and every one of us to be a fruitful Christian this morning. We need to have it in our lives. Let us stand.